now is the perfect time to start your own business, to be an entrepreneur, to go out on your own and, and to pave your own way, right? But what we wanna do right now is we wanna to talk to you about the number one reason that businesses fail. You see, if you know this reason right now, then when you go into you start your own business and you go into to do your own thing as an entrepreneur, you'll have the you'll have the knowledge, the knowledge that will prevent you from making the biggest mistake that everyone makes when they start their own business. We're going to talk more about that right now. This is the Unlock Success Podcast. We're helping entrepreneurs around the world dive deep into the keys you need to shatter excuses, believe in yourself, and help you achieve your highest goals. Here's your host, eight-figure entrepreneur and the living legend of internet marketing, Anthony Morrison. Hey, 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 everybody. Anthony Morrison here, and welcome to a new episode of the Unlock Success Podcast. Listen, I am super, super excited to talk to you about the number one reason that I believe entrepreneurs fail when they're getting started with their own business. I mean, this is something that, um, you know, that is, I think, one of the most important things we could be talking about right now in this country. I mean, and around the world, we've had, you know, pandemic, we've seen, you know, the, the unemployment rate go through the roof. And now more than ever, we need for people to be able to have the opportunity, the know-how and, and the mindset to become entrepreneurs, to create their own businesses. And I want to be able to tell those of you out there that are listening, that are watching, that, look, it can be done. And, and many people do it. I've done it. I know thousands of people that have done it. But there are reasons that people do fail when they try to start their own business. And I want to outline those for you so that you can truly go into a new business venture and, and into entrepreneurship with some ammo on your side, right? Like knowing what you should or shouldn't do. So I wanted to answer this question honestly. And so I sat down and I actually just listed out some of the reasons why you might fail, like why people might fail last night before I was preparing for this podcast. And, you know, it, look, it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, if you ran out of capital, right? So you ran out of money to keep your business going. Um, maybe if your offer wasn't good enough, right? So, in other words, you're making an offer to the world and it's just not a good enough offer, right? Uh, there's no value proposition to it that exceeds that of, of someone else, right? Or another business. Or maybe it's literally that the marketing didn't have a great strategy, right? It's very possible. Or maybe they're, they're you know, honestly, they just weren't a good enough leader, right? Like a lot of times people start businesses and they don't know how to lead, right? And, and sometimes that causes them to fail. And I began to write these out and I noticed one trend, okay? And I realized as I was writing these that the number one re reason that people fail in their business, no biz it doesn't matter what kind of business it is, by the way, is they underestimate their competition. If you think about it, and I want you to think about this with me, okay? Every time someone pays you for a product or service, they're essentially saying no to someone else's product or service. Think about when you're at a restaurant, okay? You aren't just saying yes to the one item you went in for. You're also saying no to about 99 other items on the menu, I guess, depending on where you're eating, right? That's what's happening in your business. When people say no to your ads, to your emails, to your products or services, if they're the right customer, they're going to say yes to someone else. So being better than your competition has to be on the forefront of your mind. 
So you always need to be thinking about what is the reason or motivation behind someone saying yes to me over my competition. That's going to help you build better products and that, that serve your customers at the best possible price, right? And that's one of the most important things is to have the best product, the best price, and to serve people the best. That's going to help you refine your marketing so that you're speaking just to the right person, right? It's going to help you think about how to build loyalty with your customers so they continue to buy from you over and over and over again. All of this comes by knowing your competition, knowing their products and offers, and seeing how you can stand out in the crowd. So how do we actually do this? And how do we actually like practically live this out, right? Um, the simplest way is to study your competition. Uh, you got to get to know them. You have to buy their products. You have to read their ads. You have to look closely at their marketing. Maybe sign up for their newsletters, right? You know, I want you to be your competition's number one fan before you become their competition so that you can see what they're doing right and improve on that. You know, so many people look first at their competition and think, what are they doing wrong? But don't focus on that first. That only causes you to become hypercritical and solely focused on fixing what's wrong with the product. And instead, you should spend your time seeing what they're doing right. Model that. And then dig in and figure out how you can improve it. I'll tell you a quick story. When I started my first online business, it was in the selling of car parts. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, might sound, some of you that uh, don't know my story, um, probably shocked to find out that I sold car parts. But that's what I did. I sold car parts for Ford Mustangs. That's it. Ford Mustangs. And it was interesting because I was starting a business, essentially in a very competitive industry. Um, many different people sold products and, and, and aftermarket parts for Ford Mustangs. I wasn't the only one. And so when I went into that, that industry, the number one thing that I wanted to do was, and this just came innate to me, is I studied my competition. I said, what are they doing and how can I do it better? You know, that was my number one goal. And I'll tell you what took me it's an interesting story when I sit back and I think about it, you know, uh, I implement this type of stuff all the time in my businesses, but it's always reflection that shows me what I've done. I just kind of innately do these things um, kind of in the moment, right? But when I started this, this business, it was interesting because I wanted to succeed. I needed to succeed. And I knew that it was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew I had a lot of competition. I knew we were selling the same product. So there was no way I could improve on the product, right? Like we talked about how can you, you know, how can you, how can you stand out from that crowd? How can you take what your competition is doing and, and do it better? Well, when you're a retailer, you know, you can't very, I mean, you have, honestly, they have minimum advertised prices. Okay. It's called MAP which means you're not allowed to sell the product for below a certain price. So it's not like we could always bring our prices down. A lot of times everybody just sold at the minimum allowed price by the manufacturers. So I couldn't really mess with the pricing too much. Um, then it came down to products. Well, I didn't make the products. I'm reselling a product somebody else made. So I, I couldn't really fix the product side of things. Couldn't make it any better in other words. And so I thought to myself, 
what is it that these customers really want that that is not being provided to them at the top best level possible by my competition and one single thing that i did changed my life changed my business and turned it into a a two and a half million dollar a year business while i was in college and i looked at it and i said okay i know my competition i know what they're doing and i'm going to do it better and at the time this was you know 15 years ago 13 years ago long before my gray hair um most people were scared to order online they were happy to shop online but they wanted to call you in order to place an order they didn't want to place that order on the internet they were scared of it scared to put our credit card number in the internet so what i did was i offered a 24 7 support and and sales hotline okay so all of my marketing centered around we offer 24 7 support and ordering hotline call today you'll get an answer test us call anytime you'll get an answer now i'll tell you that was a huge commitment on my part because i did have people test me they would call me at 3 a.m and i would wake right up and pick up my phone and take an order you know but here's what happened i realized that people in in that space bought products based off of like emotional surges right so it's spur of the moment i see something in a magazine I'm like, man, I'm going to get these wheels for my car. And so I, I want to order it right then. But if I have time to think about it overnight, I might not order it because those wheels are $1,000 for my car. And maybe I don't really need them, right? So I think myself out of it, right? People will place an order because buying expensive parts, aftermarket parts for your car is absolutely an emotional decision. It's definitely not logical. It is certainly emotional. And so once the emotional... I guess, rush, okay, that you get when you decide, I'm going to do this, I want this. Once it drains, all of a sudden, you might come back down to earth and say, I don't really want to do that. Well, every one of my competitors closed at 5 o'clock. So that meant that at 5 o'clock, you could not get them on the telephone. Well, the audience, the people, the customers that were buying, they got off work at 5 o'clock. So right as... The ideal customer is getting off work and they're free and they can call and they can order these parts. Every company that was providing those parts was shutting down and saying, call us tomorrow. And so all these customers, they're having to try to find a way to call in the middle of their workday until they see my ad. Where my ad says, call anytime, 24-7, we'll take your order. My phone started blowing up. It started going crazy. We started getting phone calls all day and all night. And within, I think our first month, we did $5,000. And, and then by the second month, we were up to twenty. And, and within just a few short months, we were at $250,000 a month in, in sales. And here's the thing. We couldn't give a better price. We couldn't give a better product because ultimately we were just a distributor. We're just reselling other products at minimum advertised prices. What we could do though, was provide a better experience and opportunity for the customer to place their order. And that was our unique proposition. That was what made us st stand out from everybody else. That is how we won, right? That's how we won the game. That's how we went from nothing to $2.5 million. I had a, co uh, a competitor who was copying 
our website, copying a lot of the stuff that we were doing at the time. It was real prevalent, uh, real prevalent back then, especially in that space. Um, he was copying everything, right? Just coming around, copy, copy, copy. And I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, I, I'm going to put this person out of business if, you know, all these lawsuits, all this stuff, you know, if they keep copying my stuff. And then I realized, you know what? The fastest way for me to win is, again, know my competition so I know what they're doing, do it better, which is what I did. And within three months of me implementing our 24-7 hotline, taking orders the way that I did, I put them out of business. They closed down. They turned off their website. They were gone. And it wasn't that I was intentionally trying to put this person out of business. It was that even them copying my website and the things that I was doing wasn't good enough because they couldn't copy or weren't capable of providing the one thing that I was providing to my customers that caused me to succeed, which was that 24-7 hotline. So I say this to you to reiterate the fact that if you know your competition, right, all you've got to do is find holes in what they're doing, right? The things that they're doing good do better. The things that they're not doing that you feel like they should be doing, add those in. And those unique things about your business are what will help you succeed. Because ultimately, like we said, in order for a customer to say yes to you, they've got to be saying no to someone else. So if you're an entrepreneur or if you're, you're somebody who's getting ready to start your own online business, doesn't matter if it's a brick and mortar business, an online business, doesn't matter really what type of business it is. My advice to you is to study your competition. Know your customer. So know who the customer is, what the customer is, the customer avatar. We talk about that all the time in business. And then study your competition and find out how you can serve that customer better than your competition. How can you do certain things that they're doing better than them? That is what's going to cause you to win. Listen, right now, like I said, more than ever, we need entrepreneurs in this country and around the world. We need entrepreneurs. We need people that are ready to say no to the nine to five grind and yes to innovation, to you know, being their own boss, to controlling their own time. We need that. And you can also see that in many cases, being an entrepreneur allows you the freedom. It allows you the opportunity to succeed even when the world around you might seem like it's falling apart. During the pandemic, our business rose by almost 200, 300%, right? It's not something I, I'm not happy that other people did not. Absolutely not. I wish the whole world would, wouldn't have gone through this. But what I will say to you is this, is as an entrepreneur, you're able to be flexible. You're able to be nimble. You don't get furloughed. You don't get fired, right? You have the opportunity to innovate, create, and make moves that can help you sustain in times like we're, like we're going through right now. So now more than ever, it is so important for you. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to start your own business, do it now, right? There is no time like right now, but do it understanding and knowing the number one reason people fail in business is they don't know their competition. So make sure that before you start your first business, you do know your competition and you'll have a much, much greater chance to succeed with your first online business. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of our Unlock Success podcast. I enjoyed sharing this message with you and I look forward to seeing you and letting you, uh, and letting you kind of share some more of my business thoughts, some more of my thoughts on how you can be successful, how you can be an entrepreneur, and ultimately how you can live your best life next time, next week, on the next episode of the Unlock Success podcast. 